Good morning, good people. My name is Nikki, and I'm your host of the Black Girl Budget Podcast. The Black Girl Budget Podcast has an international audience with listeners from Brazil, Lithuania, and Belgium, to name a few. Welcome to season four, where I'm teaching you how to recognize and avoid pyramid schemes, romance scams, predatory lending practices, and so much more. With over 35,000 downloads on the podcast, the Black Girl Budget community is growing, and I'm glad you're here. Our 30-day challenge for the month of August is over. In that challenge, we focus on tracking our expenses throughout the month just to get used to it. Tracking expenses can be challenging in the beginning, but it gets easier over time. I've had people say that they don't track their expenses whatsoever. They just have a set amount of spending money and they spend it until it's gone. This can work for people who are good at remembering their purchases, but honestly, I'm not even going to lie. It's so easy for me to forget what I purchased a week ago, let alone three weeks ago. This was my problem with using cash as well. I would either throw away receipts, lose receipts, or wouldn't get a receipt at all. So I really would forget what I spent my money on. I didn't like the feeling of knowing, of not knowing what I spent my money on because it felt like I just wasted my cash. Like I get to the end of the week and have $5 left and be like, where did my other $100 go? So I enjoy tracking expenses. Um, It gives me a sense of what I spent money on and what I'm likely to spend more money on. It can also help you recognize spending patterns as well as acknowledge your spending triggers. Just remember, it does get easier over time. The newsletter went out on the 1st of September with industry news, budgeting tips, a budget-friendly activity, and of course, I added in the date for return day, so everyone prepare for that. The newsletter was sponsored by Sand Dollar Soapery, a natural soap company that is eco-friendly and has handcrafted biodegradable luxury soaps that smell absolutely amazing. My favorites are the honey and lavender, the mango butter cream, and the lemon loofah, and I am really not into lemons like that, but this bar has an actual loofah inside. Sand Dollar Soapery is offering a 10% discount with the code BGBPERK, like Black Girl Budget, BGBPERK. The website is sanddollarsoapery.com. I'll link the website in the show notes of this episode. Don't forget to get your ultimate budget blueprint and prepare your budget for the month of September. The budget blueprint is reusable and comes with three months of budgeting, spending trackers, and notes. And it performs all the calculations in your budget as you enter in your information. I have a little update on student loans. The Biden administration plans to have applications for student loan cancellation available in October. You must apply. Once I get a specific date, I'll share that in the next podcast episode. Um, I don't know what day in September applications will be available, but as soon as I find out, I will let you all know. Uh, The deadline to apply, though, is December 31st of 2022. That's this year, December 31st. So I'm really harping on it that you guys, like, y'all have to apply for this. The Parent PLUS loans and Graduate loans are also eligible for $10,000 of cancellation or forgiveness, whichever you call it. The debt cancellation will be reflected in four to six weeks after you're approved to receive it. And then uh, the Biden administration is also recommending that we apply by November 15th in order to see the cancellation by the new year when payments will resume. 
I will be on top of you all to apply by November 15th, especially if you have less than the full amount that you're eligible for. So if you have less than 10K or less than 20K, that like cancellation could wipe out your remaining balance. So I'm definitely going to be harping on that. Please, please mark your calendars. Now let's jump into today's episode. I'm actually really annoyed that this scam is a thing. When I first heard about it, I was honestly disgusted because just why? Like, why would you do this to someone? Today, we're talking about employment scams. And yes, scams with an S because there are different versions of this scam, unfortunately. What disgusts me about this scam is that it preys on people who are genuinely trying to land a job and believe that they actually have landed a job. And they're probably thinking this is a dream job with a dream salary because scammers are making these fake jobs sound like the perfect job for this specific person in order to get them to ignore the red flags. I just, I hate this, but we're going to get into it. Um, So employment scams are also referred to as job scams. Um, I don't really like the term employment scam because it sounds like someone is trying to defraud the the unemployment services, I guess. So I'm just going to call it job scams. Um, scammers are trying to defraud people that are who are looking for jobs by giving them false hope of better employment, better working hours, better working conditions, respectable responsibilities, future opportunities, and or higher wages. Scammers are advertising jobs the same way that real employers are also advertising jobs by using online ads, job search sites, social media, newspapers, and even on TV and the radio. They promise people a job, but their goal is to get access to the person's money and their personal information. So I think this scam is a little interesting because it's a bit of a long con, like, We're going to get into some details a little later, but you really do have to put in some effort for this scam in order to get people to believe that it's real. Um, Because when it comes to job, people want to do well in interviews, so they're going to do as much research as they possibly can for the most part. So they're looking into these fake job postings and companies. Um, Now, these scams are on the rise. In the first quarter of 2022, there were more than 16,000 complaints filed with the Federal Trade Commission in the U.S. That's about 5,333 complaints a month and roughly 178 complaints a day. Imagine how many complaints haven't even been filed with the FTC. In the first quarter of 2022, Americans were scammed out of $68 million dollars to these job scams. This uptick began during COVID when job loss was high and people were desperately looking for work. Not to mention remote positions, virtual interviews, and online communications probably had red flags looking like normal parts of the job search process. Now, I honestly had not heard of this until I saw a video on TikTok of a guy who was like two seconds from being scammed by a potential employer. Thankfully, he didn't ignore all of the red flags, but he definitely ignored quite a few. What's interesting, though, are the different variations of this kind of scam. So let's take a look. Starting off strong is the fake check scam. Now, this scam, it transcends scams. (laughs) It just transcends different people, background, ages, 
categories of scams, types of scams, and it's, it's, a, it's the same formula. It's the same formula. So listen to this formula and then spread this information because this is real. I feel like this is the one that just be taking us out left and right and almost got me. I've talked about this in a, a much earlier podcast episode, but almost got your girl as well. So the fake check scam, um, it's, it's a little convincing, honestly. Like, okay, I want to call it the startup cost scam, but the internet is calling it the fake check scam. So let's just talk about it. In this scam, the scammer is going to lie and tell you that you have to pay for the startup equipment for this new position that you're getting and that you'll be reimbursed by the company later. That should be a red flag for most of us because... I'm certain like 98% of us have never had to pay for our work cell phone, our work laptop up front and then be reimbursed for it by the company. If you have, comment and let me know because I would find that to be sketch, very sketch. So this is one way that scammers are scamming people for money. It's saying that in order to start in this role, you have to provide your own startup equipment costs up front and then we'll reimburse you once you receive everything that's literally just like handing them money now the fake check part comes in where the scammer will send you a check tell you to deposit it and then have you send some or all of the money back to the scammer and they'll say it's for startup costs as well um, but they're also getting smart though so they may send you a check and then say that they sent you too much they need you to send some back so for example they might say, hey, you'll get a sign-on bonus of $1,500, but then they actually send you a check of $3,000, and they ask you to send back $1,500 after you cash the check because obviously they sent you too much money. Banks are required by law to make deposited funds available to you quickly, usually within a couple of days. Now, scammers hope you'll send money back to them through a wire transfer or a gift card before the bank notifies you that the check has bounced, a.k.a. the check was fake or the bank account it was supposed to be drawn on doesn't actually exist. At that point, you've either lost the money you sent or you'll have to pay the bank back. And in this example, you'd have to send back $3,000 to the bank. Hopefully that $1,500 bonus is still sitting in your account to make the payback much easier. I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress this enough. This is a formula. If someone sends you a check, I'm like, I'm hitting my hand on this thing. If someone sends you a check and asks you or tells you to deposit the check into your account, but for some reason, they need you to send money back to them. It is a scam. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. It's a scam and you're going to lose that money. So formula is they send you a check. They tell you to cash that check and then for whatever reason to send money back. They're going to be very slick about this and they're going to say like, oh, thank you for cashing the check. Thank you for going through all this trouble, you know. Keep $100 for all your troubles and just send me the rest back, right? Don't, no, no. This almost happened to me in college and they sent me a check. There were red flags everywhere. And I called my dad. I'm like, dad, they sent me the check. They want to lease my apartment. Let's do this. I'm going to cash it. And my dad was like, do not cash it. 
if you cash that check, you will be paying that bank back for a long time. And I, I did not cash it. At first, I didn't want to listen to him, but then eventually I was like, my dad is a really smart guy. Like, I should probably take his advice. And I didn't cash it. Later found out that it was most certainly a scam. So when I tell you this is the formula, please do not cash this check. Even if they say, hey, cash this $10,000 check, you keep half and send me the other half, don't do it. Please don't do it. They're just trying to get you focused on how much money you get to keep for yourself. I'm telling you this from my personal and professional experiences, I can tell you that in 2022, unless it's your great auntie who's giving you a $50 check for your housewarming, it's probably a scam. Like how often are people using checks? I haven't seen my checkbook in at least a year. Honestly, <laughs> like companies are more likely to use direct deposit now. So when you hear a company saying we're going to send you a check of some sort, think red flag. And in, in my professional experience, I have had my law firm provide me with a check because, you know, it was a mileage reimbursement. But yeah, not not a scam in that situation, but. Just you got to read the room. We all got to read the room. OK, <laughs> moving on. The fake the fake check scam really upsets me because, you know, someone tried to get me like that in college. But moving on the work from home scam. This is another variation. And apparently there are two job offers um, that fall under this. So there's one job offer for reshipping and then there's another one for reselling where you are going to be able to work from home. The reshipping job requires you to receive packages at your personal address. You will unpackage those packages and then you will ship those packages to your quote unquote employer or you might even ship them overseas. This, this position is sometimes referred to as a quality control position or a virtual assistant position. And it sounds legit, right? You just you unpackage, you package, you ship. Boom. It sounds legit until you realize the products being repackaged at your personal address were purchased with stolen credit cards and you are now shipping them overseas and to various addresses that you don't know whose addresses those are. Yeah, definitely not what we want to be involved in. <laughs> now, the reselling job is similar. It's another work from home job and you purchase high end name brand products for the low and then you resell them for a profit. Now you're going to purchase these name brand products um, directly from your company. So you purchase from your company and then you sell them to customers online, Instagram, wherever. When someone sends their money to the quote unquote company to purchase these name brand products, the products never actually arrive. And so they basically just sent money to their quote unquote employer thinking they were going to get these name brand products for the low, be able to resell them for a profit. Now, what does this sound like? Okay, what does this kind of sound like? Because it it almost sounds like MLM pyramid scheme vibes. Like, and remember, MLMs and pyramid schemes are two different things. But when I first heard this, it's like, okay, you're going to... Send money to company to purchase all of your startup costs, right? To purchase your first um, few products that you need to get your business started. And then you're going to resell them to consumers slash customers slash 
probably family members. Um, it just made me think of MLM and pyramid scheme vibes because you're you're purchasing products from this company and then you're kind of creating your own business um, and reselling these products. Don't really have a point that I'm making, but just keep in mind that reselling jobs are listed as a scam. And it does remind me of pyramid schemes because MLMs are legit. Moving on, fake job postings. There are literally the job posting itself is the scam. So with this, scammers will imitate a reputable company and make a few fake websites or job postings, whatever. And they're trying to defraud people by posing as part of that company. Um, and so they, they could be trying to get your credit card information. They could be trying to get your social security um, or they could be trying to loop you into some scammy quote unquote job that they think you're interested in. So keep that in mind. Some Literally the posting itself is fake. The company could be fake. They could be working with a reputable company, but they're a fake employee. So I'm not trying to scare anybody. Just saying, watch out. Due diligence on this one. Now, scammers will also try to defraud people by posing as part of a staffing or staffing company or a temp agency. And then they will require job seekers to pay a fee before they will match the person with different companies for interviews. So it's like, yeah, I think you would fit for these companies. I love your resume, but you need to shoot me $100 before I actually send over your information. And during this time where we're we're technically still in the pandemic, but I guess not really in the pandemic, people are still looking for jobs. There was a lot of job loss. Um, there were a lot of people who quit their jobs who are looking to find something that's more fulfilling um, or has more work-life balance. And these scammers are taking advantage of that and requiring a fee in order to staff people or get people interviews. Like, please do not fall for the okie doke. If there is a job that you're interested in and they want you to pay to do the interview or something, just, just let's not. Let's just run. Um, and this is, this is also happening with government jobs as well as postal jobs. Um, it, like, if it requires some kind of fee, it is likely a scam. Let's put it like that. So if it's a fee for an exam, if it is a fee just to get the interview, if it's a fee to get the directory that has the kind of jobs that you want, um, even study materials for a test, like those are likely scams. And I recognize there are some jobs where you might have to study a little bit for a test or something, but there shouldn't be a fee associated with it. Again, if there is, comment, let me know, because I'd be interested to know what kind of jobs are real jobs operating like that. Um, and I will also link the website for real government jobs in the show notes as well, because there's no government job that you will have to pay for to interview for or to actually accept that job or to even apply for. So I will link that website in the show notes. Um, now, my first thought on on hearing job scams is like, how are the scammers able to present people with their dream jobs out of nowhere? Like. Because once, once you realize it's a scam, it's like, dang, the scammer really knew that I would be interested in this particular kind of job. How would the scammer have known that? And they are getting people's information from websites where we post our information, like LinkedIn and Glassdoor. 
So we really have to be careful with what we post on those sites and be skeptical if something seems too good to be true, which I hate to say, but if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Now, let's talk about what happens if you actually fall for a job scam. If you become a victim to one of these scams, first of all, do not be ashamed or feel stupid. Remember that scammers are also hoping that we feel so shameful and or so stupid to the point that we won't tell anyone what happened and they can go on scamming. You're none of those things for wanting to be employed. So please share this information with as many people as you can. If you do become a victim to one of these scams, it can oftentimes result in loss of money and not just a little bit of money. In 2021, Texas had 1,720 victims with a reported loss of $4.5 million. That averages to a loss of $2,600 per victim, give or take. $2,600 people are losing in these kinds of scams. So it's not a little bit amount of money that we can just ignore and be like, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody. No, 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 no. I need you to shatter from the rooftops, babe. People are losing money. If you do become a victim to one of these kind of schemes, immediately contact the company that you sent the money through. So whether that's your banking institution, your credit card company, PayPal, etc., contact them, let them know it was a scam, it was fraudulent, and you know, that, like that hopefully will flag that particular account, whatever they're using. Um, make sure you contact the Federal Trade Commission and or your state attorney general state attorney general <laughs> and file a complaint i'm going to link the ftc contact website in the show notes as well as the website that has literally all of the attorney generals in the u.s as well so you can find yours um, the fbi actually recommends reporting the activity to the fbi uh, they also recommend that you report the activity to the website where the job was posted which i actually didn't think about so if you come across a scammy job on linkedin report it to LinkedIn. If you come across a scammy job on Indeed, report it to Indeed. Report the activity to the company that scammers are also impersonating. So if someone is impersonating Google, report that to Google. If they're impersonating Walmart, report it to Walmart as well. Now, our favorite part, let's let's get into these red flags because it can be a little tricky since some of these things actually do happen with real job postings but this is why it's like totality of the circumstances you've got to look at it like look at the whole picture of what's going on so first red flag the job posting is vague you're reading it you read it again and you're like am i drunk what does this say because it doesn't say anything vague job postings red flag if for no other reason than if it is a legit job the communication skills at that company are probably not that good but that's a talk for another time uh, the job posting is very flashy and focuses on making money quickly. Another one is the potential employer cannot answer your questions. Like there, sh there should be a majority of questions they can answer. There might be some that they can't, but for the most part, they should be able to answer your questions. Another red flag is that the potential employer is going to ask for your personal information early on in the interview process, like your banking information, credit card information, and you haven't even been formally offered the job yet. If the interview is not conducted through a secure video call, but it's on like a telephone conferencing app and it's using an email instead of a phone number, it's giving red flag. Um, if the potential employer contacts you through non-company email domains and telephone conference applications, like 
major red flag. So if there are things like john at gmail.com, red flag. Um, if it is Mary Sue at AOL.com, also another red flag. Um, potential employers that require employees to purchase their startup equipment from the company or pay for background screenings, another red flag. Potential employers who request credit card information, like I mentioned, um, job postings that appear on job boards but not on the company's website. So whenever you see a job posting on like LinkedIn or Glassdoor, always go to the web, the company's website and see what the job is on the website. Sometimes they also have additional information for that job on the website, but then you also learn more about the company as well. And then last but not least, recruiters or managers don't have profiles on the job board where you saw the listing. Now, we know the red flags, so we can spot the red flags, but sometimes you know, you might get to a company and they're like, yeah, we just use Gmail because it's cheaper or free or whatever. I don't know. Or you might get to a company that's like, yeah, we just use Zoom. We don't have an in-house conference app that we use. Right. So even though we have our red flags, let's talk about some of the ways that we can just avoid these scams altogether. First things first, avoid the deposit this check and send me money back like the plague, please. It's a scam. Let's, it, you don't need the money that bad. They're also preying on desperation with that fake check scam. They're just preying on desperation. Avoid it. You don't need the money. Do a ton, like a significant amount of online research on the company to include looking the company up on LinkedIn, looking at the company's website, direct website. See if there are other employees of the company on LinkedIn who are talking about the company or posting. At least they look like a real individual. Um, are there any articles talking about this company? Google the physical address of the company and see what it looks like on Google Maps if you have to. Like, I hate that we have to go through all these steps, but just just pay close attention. Do your due diligence. Um, do not pay to get jobs. Do not pay to get job interviews. There are plenty of companies out here that are hiring people and need people immediately. So you don't need to be paying for that. And I hate that people are being scammed out of their money when they're in the process of looking for employment. Um, Google the name of the company and the contact person with the word scam, review or complaint with it and see what pops up. So uh, you might have a company that's like, green trees scam or green trees complaints something like that and see what pops up so check the company's name on the better business bureau directory see if they're on there see if they have any complaints reviews ratings things like that and this one i believe the federal trade commission or the fbi recommend um, which i thought was a brilliant way of just covering your bases to make sure that these companies actually exist um, the guy whose video I saw on TikTok, he had actually um, received an inbox email with this potential job offer. He said it was his dream job, dream salary, work from home. It was in tech. He did an interview. Interview went well. And then they wanted to send him his startup equipment like his laptop and, you know, different things like that, laptop case and stuff. And um, they wanted him to pay for it up front. And then I think they wanted to send him a check for something else. And that's when the red flag started going off and he was a little alarmed. So he ended up Googling it and he's like, job scams. It popped up on like a Reddit board. So he emails the contact person back and says, hey, is this a scam? And the person responds and 
literally just writes four letters f-o-o-l and that was it like these people are really out here trying to get us so keep in mind job scams are real please share this information now some of you have started watching the lula rich documentary and are absolutely flabbergasted (laughs) which i love if you haven't started watching the lula rich um documentary it was homework from last week's episode you can watch it on amazon prime please let me know what you guys think because i think it is wild as we continue to move through this season share this information with friends and family and save a budget don't forget to subscribe to the podcast channel and the youtube channel and follow me on twitter instagram and tiktok for more daily content thanks for joining the black girl budget podcast and i'll talk to you guys next week